Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the BJJ Foxcast. I am your host, Alex Martinez. And today we're with a good friend of mine, Neil Morris. Dr. Neil is a doctor of naturopathic medicine at Restore Health AZ in Mesa, Arizona. Dr. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so you and I kind of met by chance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were actually doing a talk at, uh, what is it called? The, the... Do you want me to say the name? Yeah, of the yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Fit yeah. Body Boot Camp. <laughs> Fit Body Boot Camp. And they're, they're located in Mesa right next door to us. Yep. And you were doing a talk uh, about, I'm assuming, restorative health. It, uh, I do several different types of talks for them. Usually, I mean, they're talking to them about hormones or mm. pain management or mobility management. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was there and I'm like, and I was literally like, there's Aries right there. Yeah. I was like, I should walk in there. <laughs> and I just walked in and then we yeah. struck up a conversation. Yeah, I'm really glad you did because, um, you know, dealing with injuries is, is a way of life in jiu-jitsu. And you're a purple belt in jiu-jitsu as well. I'm, I'm a blue belt with oh, okay. three stripes. Three blue, okay, three stripe blue. Okay, yeah. and, and who do you study under? Maricaba. Maricaba? Okay, yeah. so you, how long have you been with Maricaba since white belt? Yes. Okay. And for those of you that don't know Andre Maricaba or haven't heard Andre Maricaba, uh, he is a uh, black belt uh, out of, uh, I believe he's Mesa, right? Is that Mesa? Uh, I think it's considered Gilbert. Is it Gilbert? Okay. Yeah. Um, fantastic coach. He's, uh, you know, he's got world-class athletes uh, under him. Um, and we were just talking about Matt Gillette earlier. Yeah. And that's Ooh. one of Maricaba's black belts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Matt Gillette is, is awesome. You know what the, the crazy thing about Matt um, my, my business partner, Chris, and I were talking about Matt because uh, he was there at the Phoenix Open, and he just cleaned house as usual. But, you know, if you look at Matt, he doesn't seem like, you know, I, I don't want to insult him at all because I have a lot of respect for the guy, but he doesn't seem like a super athlete, but he's kind of willed himself into the top of the black belt heap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, do you ever get the chance to roll with Matt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean um, – you, which anyone who knows him knows that you spend a lot of time defending the Kimura. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> imagine, yeah, yeah. And which left open everything else. So, like, I actually consider if uh, if I am able to defend the Kimura against Matt, I won. Yes, <laughs> that's the way. Yes. I, look at it. I was like, doesn't matter what happens, <laughs> anything else in the role doesn't matter. It's like uh, if and and I say if because I. I've never rolled with him where I ha he didn't get it eventually. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, I mean? it's, it's almost impossible to get yeah. away with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's just a, a, a solid training partner for everyone. You know, oh, I, yeah, I rolled so with good. him at an open mat when I was a blue belt, and it was like Kimura City. It's like, I, okay, so I, there was one point where I was like, I'm, I'm passing his guard, but oh, yeah, tap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it, like something was up. You know, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't move, and I did, and I got, I got submitted. So, oh, man. yeah, he's great. He's great. So tell me about naturopathic medicine. What is it? I, I, you know, you and I talked a little bit, but I wanted you to go a little bit more in depth on that. Sure. Well, naturopathic medicine in the state of Arizona, I'll talk about the state of Arizona because mm. every state has a different scope. Oh, okay. Uh, in the state of Arizona, we have a very broad scope. So in, in the school I was trained at, it was in or is in Arizona. So again, we learn a very broad scope. We're talking about plant medicine, we're talking about homeopathy, we're talking about acupuncture, we're talking about pharmacology, mm. we're talking about minor surgery. Um, so we're trained in the state of Arizona to do a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't do all that stuff because I don't think that's the best way to practice. I think it's better to kind of narrow things down yeah. and that way I can be really good, you know, like yeah. 
be really good like at a Kimura. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's important, man. I think, um, I, I like what you said there because I think if you're answering a very specific question, you can get really good at answering that question, right? Right. Yeah. And that's where like I actually, I've had two major experiences when it comes to regenerative injections. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what I do for the most part is regenerative injections. Um, one was before, I, prior to becoming a naturopath, I actually worked as a nurse. Oh, okay. So I was thinking about going back to, uh, to either nurse practitioner or nurse anesthetist. Um, and because I knew I wanted to do something more. Yeah. And I played college football. And in college football, I, I had really uh, severe headaches. Mm. But it was basically, it was coming from my neck right here in the back. And I... Uh, <laughs> I would just go to a chiropractor, I would get adjusted, and yeah. then every one to two weeks, the pain would come back, severe headaches. Mm. So i just keep getting adjusted, keep getting adjusted. And then finally, I met my girlfriend, now wife, who was like, you should go to this one doctor and see if they can help you. And I went, and he was a naturopath. I didn't even know what a naturopath was at the right. time. Right, yeah. And he was like, listen, I think you could keep doing the, the, uh, the injections. Yeah. He's, I'm sorry. The you could keep doing the chiropractic care. And he said, but I think you're a great candidate for uh, injections. Now, keep in mind, I'd actually already been to an orthopedic surgeon mm. who said, listen, I think you're a candidate to do a cervical fusion. Oh, wow. Basically fuse my neck. So, like, no more of this. Would that have ended your football career at that point? Well, I wasn't playing football at that time. Oh, okay. okay. This, was, this was, like, after college gotcha. and stuff like that. And I'm like, why do I have this pain? Yeah. I wouldn't be doing jujitsu, though. Right. And this was actually before I actually started jujitsu, too. Oh, okay. And I, I've done other martial arts, too, but when I... Once I fell into jujitsu, you know how that goes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so I was like, you know what? I know my options. My options are going to a chiropractor every one to two weeks or having surgery. Yeah. And I would already been working as a nurse and I knew like, usually you don't have one spine surgery. Usually I have multiple. Yep. So I was like, yeah, if I'm going to have to do that, I'm pushing it off as long as possible. So I did the injection therapy. And after two injections, I was pain-free and have always been pain-free. Wow. So I literally was like, I was like, Coming back, you know, like I said, knew nothing about naturopath, knew nothing about the regenerative injections. I'm like, what is this witchcraft? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Why don't I know this? I'm in yeah. medicine. And yeah. I've already been in medicine for, I think, over 10 years by that time. Wow. You know what I mean? Yep. And like, knew nothing about it. I'm like, I know so many people who could benefit from this. Yep. And so I said, all right, I want to learn how to do it. Mm. And that's where I started looking at different ways of doing it. And of course, initially I wanted to choose the shortest route, which would have been nurse practitioner. Yep. But that's like two years of school that you can do part-time. And I looked at the curriculum and I was just like, wow, they had one, the curriculum that I looked at, they had one two-hour class in a, in a two-year period mm -hmm. that taught them how to do injections. What? And I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be trained good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to naturopath, you had the four years of medical school, you had uh, we had cadavers that we worked on for a year. So our wow. anatomy is like amazing. Yeah. And, and then you also, I did a, a residency mm. where it was a focus was on injection therapy. Okay. And then I've just done tons and tons of continuing hours that I got to really focus on that. But the other thing that I do a lot of is hormone replacement therapy. And the reason why I got into it was because during my residency, I noticed that some people did really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And some people didn't. Yeah. And the, the commonality were the people who didn't do really well from the injections and generally their hormones were off. So they just Whoa. don't recover. Okay. So like, yeah. And I know you, I don't do your hormones, right. but I know that you have them done. Yeah. And 
we at some point we'll talk about, but you know, yeah. we, we did injection therapy on yep. you and you did really well because your hormones are on point. Gotcha. So you, yeah. you recover. I had a patient that came to me who wanted to do stem cell mm -hmm. and, and we'll talk about that, I guess, at some point. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but they also didn't want to address their diabetes. Oh, okay. So I turned them away Yeah. because I told them it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, it, you're going to waste your money. Yeah. And if you're spending that kind of money on something, why even do it? Yeah, and, as, and, and that doesn't come up at all. Um, when I had my knee surgery uh, about three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, I, you know, the doctor said, oh, we're going to do a PRP injection uh, during surgery, and then we're going to do another one two months post-surgery. And I'm like, okay, cool. But we never talked about home hormones. I had no idea right. that that played into it. So. So if, you're, if your hormones aren't right, then you're basically, you're not going to recover correctly, even if you do have any kind of PRP or anything like that, right? right. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't recover as well. Wow. You just won't. Wow. Okay. And there's more, like uh, testosterone is a natural anti-inflammatory. Mm. Testosterone heals. Mm. Um, if your cortisol is off, that's not looked at a lot. Cortisol is inflammatory. Mm. It's constantly squirting sugar out there. And if, it, if your cortisol is off, again, it can mess up everything if your sleep's off yeah there's a, there's a lot of other hormones that come into play yeah um so if you have a past history of like uh if you've taken a shot to the head so if you've had a, a traumatic brain injury yep I was, gonna, I was gonna say TBI and then I realized like, I don't that's know okay, that. that's okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll stop you because I don't know what okay. that is. Okay, <laughs> so traumatic brain injury, which yeah. another means a concussion. Yep. So if you've had a concussion, uh, there's certain things that you really need to look at is like progesterone, which in guys we don't look at a lot just because we think of it as a female hormone. Yeah. You know, because it's used in, to create the uterine lining and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's, it is an important female hormone, but it also uh, decreases inflammation in the brain. Mm. So you can really, they use it or started using it a lot in the NFL because they wanted to turn the, these guys are multi-million dollar, yep. you know, assets. Yeah, assets. yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, the absolutely. best word, yeah. assets. Um, and them not playing because of concussion cost them probably billions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so they were looking for ways to turn them around and progesterone is one of the way where you can turn a concussion around really, really fast. Really? And, and is that like a, is that like an IV kind of thing or nope, no? It's a pill. Wow. It's okay. A pill. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is that something that people with you know several concussions can talk to a doctor, like a boxer yeah. or like a martial artist can talk to their doc about? They can, mm -hmm. and a lot of doctors don't know about it. Wow. Yeah. And that's so, where you come in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. So if you have, let's just say you have an MMA fighter or a, a, a you know, we have pro jujitsu guys, right? We have pro, you know, kickboxers. If they come to you, what are you looking for first? Are you looking for, you know, what type of injuries they've had? What kind of uh, traumatic brain injury they've had? Or do you do a baseline test? How does that I would, work? I would say actually the answer is yes of everything you yes said. Yes of everything? Okay. So we do a complete intake and, you know, past medical history. Um, I want to see labs mm -hmm. because some things that I see a lot of is you see someone walk in and you're like, they're like yoked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. And then you check your hormones and you're like, how are you walking around? What? Like I've seen people whose cortisol is so shot mm. that literally, because I did work in the hospital, I'm like, your cortisol looks like that of someone who's in like the ICU. Whoa. And I even had one patient where I, I there, um, their cortisol was actually really, really, really high, and their estrogen was really, really, really low, which, and it was a guy. And I said, you're flat on the, ins 
on the outside, but you're screaming on the inside. Mm. And his face just went, wow. Because with that cortisol, he's just, you know, like yep. nonstop. But with the, the low estrogen, a low normal range, like not even in range, um, it creates a flat effect. Wow. You're more flat with a lower estrogen. Wow. Okay. So, so uh, how do you, like, how do you go about correcting it? Is it something that's a, like a trial and error or is it something you can get like a really good shot at a blood test and see, you know, what, what they should be taking? Cause I, I can't imagine they're seeing you monthly or weekly, right? They're going to see right. you every couple months, something like that. Yeah. So the initial intake is pretty thorough. Mm -hmm. I mean, I usually set at least an hour with them and yeah. go through stuff. I know kind of what's going on by the end of that intake. And then the lab the labs will tell me to what level. Okay. In other words, I'm like, all right, this is a testosterone, cortisol, progesterone, yep. estrogen, you know what I mean, issue. Um, and then I see their labs and maybe the testosterone is not that bad, but it's still low. Yeah. You know, so you address it in that sense. So that's kind of how I gear it. Yeah. And they do call it the practice of medicine. Yep. You know, it's not the, yep, it's not so perfect. Some people yeah. you start on a certain regimen and they respond perfectly. Some people you start on the same or similar thing and like the needle only bumps a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's genetics come a big player and everything. Yeah. So I have ranges that I kind of base things off based off of what you tell me and your labs. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of go from there and we tweak it. Okay. And, Here's the thing, when we do check-ins, if for some reason things aren't moving the way they should, then we see you more often. Yeah. If, if, the, if you're good, then we space it out more. Okay, so once you have the hormones in line, then you can kind of focus on what the joints are doing, right? Right. Yeah, what's the, what's the first, I guess, the first line of defense you would say for someone suffering from like joint pain? What do you, what do you typically do for them first? So, and I'm I, curious because I live with it. You right. know, you know. Well, you, <laughs> here's a, <clears throat> Andre Maracaba, yep. he told me, he's like, if you're not hurting some, you're probably not training enough. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, so you're training, telling me I need to train more. <laughs> but, um, so yes, if, if you're doing jujitsu, you have something going yep. on. Um, the easiest thing is most people don't drink enough water. Yeah. And, and you know, I know that we're starting very basic, Yep. but water is lubrication in your body. Yep. So that's even in my intake when it's like, how much water are you drinking? You should be drinking at least uh, half an ounce for every pound of body weight. And then okay. think about how much you lose on the mat. Oh gosh, so you, a you, lot. Yeah, yeah. So you have to replace all that too. So gotcha. most people and a lot of people that I talk to, they shoot for a gallon. Most people need to be doing at least a gallon. Okay. Now, you that's a I mean? pretty good baseline, right? Yeah. 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 Just because of body weight plus what they're losing on the mat. Yeah. Now you can, you know, if you're 250, we're talking about different numbers. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, always start off with the super basics. Um, what was the question again? Is no, our, we were just talking uh, about um, where where do you start? Like once start? you get the hormones right, what do you do for joint pain? So, again, water, and then sometimes it depends on uh, how long you had it. Mm -hmm. You know. Have you heard it multiple times? Have you had surgery in the area? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is there, is, is it a total shoulder replacement that we're yeah. dealing with as opposed to, you know, I had a, a uh, my supraspinate, one of the rotator cuff yep. muscles repaired type of yep. thing. So yep. sometimes I talk a little. That's okay. <laughs> Supraspinatus okay. is I'll the muscle. I'll bring right back down. Yeah, the muscle and the <laughs> rotator cuff. Um, yeah. So it, it, it kind of depends. Yeah. Um, 
I like to, if the person is open to it, to have imaging, mm -hmm. and I prefer an MRI. Yeah. An X-ray is just going to basically tell me if it's broken. If it's or not. broken. Yeah. And yeah. it takes up time. I like to get to the MRI as soon as possible. It'll let me know if it's broken too. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the faster I can get that turnaround and get an MRI, the better. I don't need an MRI on everything, but I like it. Yeah. Because well, it's more information. Exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. more information. A lot of my injections that I do do though are uh, under ultrasound yep so because it's under ultrasound it's partly diagnostic too yep you can't see past the bony structure but you can see all the soft tissue really well yeah so i can see a supraspinatus tear i can see you know things like part of the rotator cut tough yeah <laughs> rotator cut tear yeah, i caught it I yeah caught it. <laughs> um so that it, like i said it depends some people come in and they're like listen i want to start now i want to go today yeah and i'm like we can do an mri it might take a week they're like I want to get on the schedule today. Yeah. So that way, as long as I have my ultrasound, I move ahead usually with yeah. that. Well, especially with jujitsu people, because we tend to wait last minute for everything. So we're like, I got to get on the schedule right now. So my shoulder feels good in three months. So you know what yeah. I mean? Don't it's have like, time world for MRI. Coming. That's what, like, trust me, I'm having that right now. They're yeah. like, so world is, world is coming. Yeah. yeah. World's coming here pretty soon. So I need to be, can I be ready? And I'm like, we're pushing it right yeah. now for, yeah. wor for worlds yeah. um, to be fully recovered. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I want to talk a little bit about that when you um, and, and just talk about your, your process. So when you and I started working together, we, we made an appointment just like we normally would, did the consultation, we talked a little bit, and then we set a follow-up appointment to do the actual PRP shots. We went PR, the PRP route, and you can talk a, a little bit more in depth on PRP. But what I really liked is um, you had your ultrasound tech come in, mm -hmm. and we did them under ultrasound. And what made me feel good was, I think her name is Janine. Yep. Yep, Janine. Uh, is looking at it while you're doing the work and she's saying oh yeah you're gonna do really well because I had a, a lot of little tears versus yeah. one big tear in my yeah. shoulder and I was like well that's promising right yeah it felt terrible and <laughs> and and you you nailed it because you said okay it's gonna feel really good and then it's not gonna feel so good and then it's gonna be like it never happened and that's exactly how it went so as soon as I got the shots, uh, you, did, you put the ozone in there, so it felt kind of tight. Yeah. And then a few days later, the swelling went down. I was like, man, my shoulder feels amazing. So, of course, I started training like a moron. So um, <laughs> That's but, everybody, everybody who does jujitsu. Yeah. That. So, um, but I, I did stay off of it the, f the five days you asked. So, um, but then, you know, it started hurting again. I'm like, well, maybe, you know. But then I woke up one morning. I was like, oh, I slept in, on my shoulder the whole night, you know. Yeah. And I'm like. That's where the progress is, right? It's right. A, like a couple, like a month or two down the road. So I think. generally, PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma, mm -hmm. uh, that's your own blood that we spin down and pull out your healing factors in your blood. Mm -hmm. Generally, th that continues to heal when the hormones are correct. Yeah, four to six weeks. Four to six. Okay. So people usually tend to feel the most benefit around the two-week mark. It was whenever they're like, because, like you said, first day there's some numbing, so you're kind of like, oh, it doesn't hurt. Yep. Then the next one to three days, you're like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never going back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worse. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And then it starts to gradually get better and better and better. And like I said, the you know a week out, you're kind of like, I don't know if it's better or not. Two weeks out, you're like, I actually, not bad. I actually think it's better. This yeah. might be working. Yeah. Um, but usually, like at the, that's why, like whenever I talk to someone, I usually say, hey. Well, let's reevaluate if you need further injection around the four week mark, yep. because that's when we'll know. Yep. Yeah. You know? And and I think I think I'm good because I've, I've I've landed on it, you know, and, and and I've been like, okay, this is this is good. I, you never I never trust it again. You know right. what I mean? When I got my re, my knee redone, I'm still rehabbing my knee. You know what I mean? I still yeah. do all the rehab stuff, so uh, I don't trust it. But um, 
let's rewind a little bit because okay. you kind of glossed over a lot of things. I'm like, holy crap, I didn't know that. Um, so you you went you played college football. Where'd you play? Where'd you play college? Troy. Football? Well, it was Troy State when I played there. Okay. Now they're Troy University. It's Troy a little University. college in Alabama. Okay. Is that where you're from? In Alabama? No, I'm from Florida. Okay. Yeah. How did you, okay? So Florida. Um, how did you end up in Arizona? My wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah so we. Uh, you want to know about? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was at this seminar in Burlington, Vermont. Okay. And. She was there, but on the next level. Uh huh. Uh, it was for like uh, NLP and hypnotherapy. Okay. And a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, you should go to his thing." Da, da, da. And it was like a two-week intensive. It was pretty intense. Yeah. And she had already done the first two weeks. She was doing the second two weeks. And that NLP is neuro neurolinguistic program. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was there, and I saw her, and you know, started talking. She was living in Arizona at the time, and I was actually living in uh, the Austin area. Okay. Round Rock, to be specific. Yeah. Yeah. Austin, Texas. Um, and I was going to move back to Florida because the reason why I moved to Texas, there was a guy that I was friends with and him and his, I don't know if he married her by that time, but his girlfriend, fiance, yeah. wife, they moved back to Florida. So I was about to move back to Florida, but I had just met my wife and I was also working as a nurse. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We were talking long distance and I was like, you know what? I'm about to move. I can take a travel nurse position in in Arizona. Like, there's so yeah. many jobs. Heck yeah! And I was like, "What do you think?" And she was like, "Come." So, Whoa, so that's so cool. So I did, and we hit it off. You know? That's so cool. And then cool. she was like, uh, "My wife was born in Bulgaria oh, okay. when it was communist. Oh, okay. And she defected from the country when she was like six years old. Yeah. Uh, there's a big story behind that. And then they defected. They went to Canada." Mm -hmm. And then from Canada came to Arizona. So the reason why I told that story is she said, I want to go someplace where it rains. Because, <laughs> you know, and mind you, we've had some rain. Yeah, yeah. But she was just like, I miss the rain because, like, Vancouver yep. rains all the time. Yeah. So I was like, well, I know a place called Florida. <laughs> it rains a it lot. It rains every day. We have a whole season of hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we moved to Florida. Okay. So yeah. we moved to Florida and uh, we had uh, – some kids, and then she got pregnant with twins, and she's like, I want to move back to Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's a pretty roundabout way to Yeah, so to she's, go. well, her parents live here, and she's like, I want to be close to my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So cool. I was like, all right, let's go back to Arizona. Yeah, that's important. That's yeah. important. Well, I, I had no uh, good argument. <laughs> yeah, against like, it. There was like yeah. twins. We yeah. already had two kids. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah it's, it's a lot, especially because yeah. when the twins were born, uh, the next one that was older than them was only 22 months older. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot of little that, kids. Yeah. It that's was close. So, yeah. so you, I'm assuming you went to college, you went to nursing school at Troy, Troy yep. State. Yeah. Okay. And then you, uh, left there and then you, um, decided you were going to go to medical school. Where'd you, I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to study naturopathic medicine, but you did four years of medical school. Where'd you go to medical school? That was Southwest College of Nat Naturopathic Medicine, but they okay. just, changed their name and I couldn't tell you is that the one on university right down the road here it's uh it is close to here it's off of the 101 and oh I should know that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I mean it's right in the yeah, Tempe it's, area it's, right it's in Tempe yeah yeah, it's in yeah Tempe. I know exactly the place you're so talking about so there's like four or five licensed uh naturopathic medical schools in the United States and then mm -hmm. there's a couple in uh in uh Canada okay so okay 
Yeah. When, when I was looking where to go to school, the reason why I chose SCNM, which I don't think is called SCNM anymore, yeah, um, is because of the scope of Arizona, and mm-hmm. I would learn the most, and then I could get to hone in on what I want. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so seeing that the naturopathic medicine has such a large scope, are there other doctors in your office that do the other stuff? And so you guys kind of yeah, you know, work and together? I refer over because like I. I don't mind helping people with some other stuff, but at the same time, um, I want to be able to reach people who are in, in pain. Yeah. So I'll even leave slots open because sometimes I get people who are like, I'm in pain. Can I get in I today? I got to see you now. Yeah. yeah. Can I see you tomorrow? Can I see you today? Can I see, when can I see you? Yeah. And I, in fact, I'll, some people are like, you didn't take a lunch. I'm like, they were in pain. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, that's so I was cool. like, and, and, and a lot of people, if they've never been in pain, don't understand. Yeah. Like when you're in pain and yeah. like can't do what you need to do, you're just, you're, you're ready to, you know, yeah. What, what can I do to get out of pain? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And, and just kind of, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know anything about what it, what, what you do, but now like, obviously I, I researched a little bit for, for today and I feel that every athlete and I'm, and I use athlete so loosely. You know what I mean? Very loosely. It can be a weekend but every, warrior. Yeah, anybody, <laughs> weekend warrior, anybody yeah. that wants to move and achieve some kind of balance should be seeing someone like you and not when it's already too late. You right. know what I mean? Um, so what is it that you can do for someone who, you know, they're they're in decent shape. They're probably not in a whole lot of pain, but I mean, they're reaching an age where they should start looking at joints and stuff like that. Do you have programs for people like that? Yeah. Yeah, we do. So here's the thing. Number one, I would say if, if you're at that position, the first thing I would do would be check your hormones mm-hmm. because I do have certain people. So like one of the things I ask everybody who's having pain is on a scale from zero to 10, 10 being the worst. Yeah. What's your pain at? A lot of people, if they tell me their pain is like at a two or three, I balance their hormone and their pain goes away. Wow. Okay. So literally, you know, and then here's the thing. Think about this for every pound you take off of weight, you're taking off that much pressure for every heel strike on your knees yeah. and your low back. So, yeah. you know, you drop 10 pounds, you're talking about 120 pounds of pressure off wow. your low back and your knees. Yeah. That, that's huge in terms of, you know, arthritis mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, if the pain doesn't go away, I usually tell them like, hey, let's do a round of PRP. Yeah. Usually if I can catch them early enough, yep. like you're saying, one round can usually get them. Sometimes two rounds. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend three rounds of PRP because if after two rounds you're not getting significant change, you probably need something like stem cell. Okay. So let's talk about stem cell. You brought it up, not me. Right. <laughs> no, I've been dying to get into this because there's so much, there, there's so many different stories about stem cell, right? right. And, and very, a lot of it to me is like from people who are not qualified to talk about stem cells. Right. So what is a stem cell and how, how does it rejuvenate? What, how does it restore tissue? What does it do? So you have to be, when we talk about stem cells, you actually should be more specific and it's just a long way of saying it, but it should be mesochymal stem cells, MSCs, okay? Stem cell, you're right, is kind of just a blank. There's Mm -hmm. different, there's other types of stem cell. Uh, Mesochymal stem cells, the stem cell that should be used. Mm. Um, Now there's other products that have uh, similar things like there's uh, exosomes, there is a, I think it's called alpha two macroglobulin, A2M. 
Thank you, A2M. A2M. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, and there's things like that that you can use. I like to use Wharton's jelly with mesenchymal stem cells. Okay. Uh, because it's like basically all of it in it. Okay. I know there's some people who will like, oh, I'll take exosomes and I'll take this and this and this and I'll put it all together. And I'm like, that's all in Wharton's jelly. <laughs> I, don't have to, I can buy one product, I have it, you know. Wow. It saves a little bit of money. Um, and really what it does is it, it, is it goes to, well, we put it in the area. So like under ultrasound, we're like, all right, right there's the tear. Yep. You can see the needle go in. You can see the tear. You can see me inject. If you, I recommend people don't watch injections. A lot I, of people will pass out. I couldn't watch. <laughs> I just, I took your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I would say most people, if you sit there and just watch, the average person passes out. And yeah. when I say average, I'm talking about the average jujitsu person. Yeah. Will, yeah. Will like, I'm getting my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not, it doesn't, it does, has nothing to do with your level of toughness, passing out or not. It actually has more to do with uh, how easy you get to fight or flight. Yeah. So if you get to fight or flight easy, you're more likely to pass out. Quicker. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so anyway, you can see exactly where it is. You put the stem cell there. So the stem cell has all these other things in there other than just the stem cell in the Wharton's jelly product. Yeah. And it basically tells your body, say, hey, it identifies what needs to be done. And then it starts calling your own body stem cells. Oh, wow. So it's not just that stem cell. In fact, they, uh, and I don't know who volunteered to do this, but they, because <laughs> how you would have to do it is you'd have to make it radioactive. But they did do a study where they took radio, they made it radioactive and put it in there. And then mm -hmm. they tracked the stem cell. And they came back like six months later. And the actual stem cell that was injected wasn't there anymore. But yours, it like basically got your own stem cell to come there and to heal it. Wow. So, and then they also showed that from, now every study is a little bit different, but roughly pretty consistently, uh, these mesenchymal stem cells will continue to heal like up to six months. Wow. Some research has showed it as long as a year, mm. okay? Uh, and that's usually what I tell people. It's like, it's gonna heal anywhere from roughly six to 12 months, continue to heal. Yeah. So in other words, at a month out, you're like, I feel awesome. I'm like, yeah. it's not done. It's still wow. working, it's still working. Yeah. Um, and that's even so, and I told you I had two major injuries. Mm -hmm. One was my neck. The other one was my left knee where I got caught in a single leg takedown mm -hmm. and it snapped to my ACL. Ooh, so I had a greater ouch. than 85% tear and we utilized our stem cell protocol, which is, I don't know anyone else who does it like us. There might be, mm -hmm. but I don't know anyone who does it like us. And I tore it, got being a physician, I was able to get my MRI the next day. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, it's torn. It was greater than 85%. There were some other issues going on in there too, like arthritis and stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. But of the course. concern was the ACL. The ACL. Yeah. And then um, I was gonna do surgery and it was actually my wife who was like, you can't do surgery, you need to inject. And I'm like, baby, this is surgery. This yeah. is like, it's gonna snap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's like, you need to practice your own medicine. And oh, I'm like, I know, I was I like, <laughs> I know, I was like, Fine, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I did it and, and we, like I said, we did our protocol and I repeated the MRI three months from the injury, mm. not from when we did our protocol. Yeah. And the MRI said 70 to 80% reattached. Whoa. And then also like there was a bunch of arthritis reversed and all that kind of stuff. Now we put the, the mesochymal stem cell in there and it continues to heal. Like yeah. that was, it was probably about 
maybe two months from the injection wow. that that MRI was, roughly, yeah. give or take. I, I don't remember the exact date off yeah. the top of my head. Um, but that means I continue healed. But what did I do? You know, they, what I would tell my patients, <laughs> don't, don't start, don't, don't go back to training. <laughs> I threw on an ACL brace and I was on the mats, but, wow. but my coach, he was like, literally like, he's like, and uh, Andre has yep. had a lot of knee surgeries yep. that, and he's number one, he said, if you didn't have the MRIs, I wouldn't believe you the before and after, yep. like I showed him to him and he, yeah. cause he wouldn't let me on the mats. Yeah. And then in the next things he says, you're not allowed to roll. He said, he said, you can drill. I'm not going to let you roll. He said, because if you would have had the knee surgery, he said, it would have been nine months at least from the date of the surgery yeah. to you would be back drilling. Not the date he said, of injury. You, right. He said, you're so far ahead. He said, there's nothing to prove here. Yeah. And he, and he said, and I still, I'm not hundred percent. Like, I don't believe Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. he, he knows the level of those injuries. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So I was only allowed to drill for a while. Wow. And then I forget, I, I think roughly at the six month from the injury, mm -hmm. I started rolling. Like, Whoa. yeah, I was rolling at six months. No surgery. No surgery. Never had wow. surgery. Yep. I, I wonder what your MRI would look like today. I wonder if it's a hundred percent. I don't know. That'd be I know so cool it feels know. actually my, my bad knee feels better than my Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So what, what about, um, so I was going to ask you, so you said you, 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 you inject the stem cells and your body's own stem cells come in and, and start the healing process yeah. as well. Right. So are you producing stem cells up to a certain point in your life and you start producing fewer? Is that why you kind of deteriorate? Is that what yeah. happens? Yeah. As we uh, age, we produce less stem cells. So yeah, this is, I told you I'm, I'm yeah. in over my head. Okay. So that's why like, um, and when we, uh, the FDA changed a lot of rules this past uh, June of 2021. They yeah. changed a lot of rules. So there's no product that can be out there that's more than minimally manipulated. That's the definition. What does that mean? I mean yeah, yeah, you know what? what? I yeah. think that that's, that's a good be, question. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good question. So yeah. it, it is artfully vague. Yeah. And there is a definitive line. Like, so we used to, I used to harvest. I used to, I could take stem cell from fat. I could take stem cell from your bone marrow. Um, but a lot of those products were taken off the market, number mm. one, because uh, they were more than minimally manipulated. Gotcha. There's still some products that exist. But here's the thing that I found. The products that we use, as opposed to doing the harvest, I had, uh, okay, so there's a jujitsu guy, okay? Yeah. So we did an injection on his shoulder. We harvested fr fat uh, from his lower back. And his shoulder, amazing comes in. I'm like, so what's going on? He's like, ah, oh, my low back. I'm like, well, tell me, tell me what happened. I'm thinking like, what? You, you know what I mean? Like, whoa. Yeah. So basically, of course he was rolling roughly two weeks after the injection, which yeah, was probably, probably not, not a bad best. idea. Not probably yeah. not a great idea. Rather. But, but basically he, uh, he was a neon belly and he turned away. And when he did, the guy's knee slid down across his back where he was trying to heal from, oh, from pulling that fat, from pulling the, oh, yeah, the, wow. the, the adipose yeah. tissue out, the fat, the adipose yeah. tissue. Got it. Yeah. From pulling that out. So basically the skin's trying to, the, the skin is trying to reattach and everything yeah. in there. And basically, you, you know, if someone's, he was in a roll. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So not, that knee yeah. came across his back and that's what caused the pain. Yeah. Now it, it went away, but I was like, 
so how's the shoulder? And he's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, wow. that's fine. That's not hurting me at all. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah. And I was like, well, and as soon as I said that to him, he's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, like probably shouldn't have been rolling. Yeah, probably <laughs> you know not. I mean? Probably was, not. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm assuming that's pretty traumatic, what you did to the back to, to, yeah. to pull that tissue. You know, and, and uh, um, it looks very similar to when a physician does liposuction. Yeah. Because you're like, yep. So it's like that. Yep. Like pulling the That the fat sounds out. pretty that sounds pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Especially whenever like you're not you don't have a lot of fat and a lot of the a lot of the JITS guys that I work with, they don't have a lot of fat. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's another thing, getting the fat. Right. You know? The other risk of doing the bone marrow, because you can pull it from bone marrow also, but that's a direct communication to the inside of your bone. Yep. And the if that was to get infected, like you could literally lose the bone. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like That's it's like, oh, rest. yeah, I took it out of your iliac crest. It's gone. Wow. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and again, I know what I tell people to do, and I know also what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I'm guilty of it. Like, literally, of I, I, I inject my knees and shoulders like once a year just yeah. because I know what I do. Yep. Whether yep. I need it or not. And that that's stem cell that you do the no, injection? No, right PRP. now, no. Now I just do PRP. If, if I think I have an injury, I don't spend the money on stem cell unless I have an injury. Gotcha. Okay. I'm doing PRP on my shoulders and knees because I want to do jujitsu for the rest for of my a, life. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So, um, literally, <laughs> I injected one of my shoulders. I didn't do it. I had uh, one of my partners do it. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't go to jits that night. Yeah. <laughs> the next night, I went. And I was kind of, I came home, and I'm like, ah, oh, my shoulder's kind of achy. And my wife was like, didn't you just inject it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, what would you have told your patients? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I know what I tell people to do. Yeah. And I know what people are going to do. Yeah. And, and, and I'm guilty of that, man. Like, you know, the, the thing is, like, I'm a pretty good patient. Like, if you tell me, hey, like you said, give me five days. Okay, cool. But on the sixth day, I'm going to be on the mat. Right. Like I'm going to be on, like I'm a good patient, right? right. Um, but there, there are times when. Did a light roll? Is that light? <laughs> I, no I light don't roll. have those. I don't yeah, have no every, light roll. Everybody's trying to kill me, so I got to kill them back. Right. But, um, but yeah, so um, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, Dr. Neil ha, uh, did a PRP treatment on my shoulder. We talked about that earlier, but you also did my neck. Yep. And I was, to say I was a little uncomfortable with a needle going into my neck. What was it? C2 to C7, I think we did. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah so, that sounds right. So, um, so we're doing my neck and, and it just feels like it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter the lower we went. And then, uh, when we did like the C7, I think it was, you're like, yeah, I really had to jam that needle in there. It's like, I don't want to hear that, <laughs> but I had a lot of scar tissue. Is that pretty right. normal for somebody my age that does jujitsu? Yeah. Yeah. And then how does that scar tissue, how does that happen? Are there, are there little injuries that are, that are happening yeah. continuously? It's, it's micro injuries again and again and again, because what do we do? We do repetitive movements yeah. again and again and again, especially when we're drilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be causing an injury while you're drilling. But because you're doing it, you don't notice it as much because you're doing it slow and controlled. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you wake up the next day and you're like, you know, kind of like, oh, my neck's a little too Yeah. Type yep. of thing. Um, so that can cause it. And here's the thing also. Every time you lay down scar t tissue, you decrease blood flow to the area. Mm. If you decrease blood flow to the area, now you don't heal as well. Gotcha. Which makes it more likely to re-injure. 
and then lay down more scar tissue. Wow. So yeah. again, we, that's why some people, and I'll tell people like when they get in it, like they're like, Oh, I hurt my shoulder yesterday. I'm going to come in and see you. I'm like, tell me how you hurt it. And if I'm like, you know what? Give it a couple weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, and it de- I also depend that on people's age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. like yeah. 20 year old, I'm like, you're probably going to be fine. Right. And you know what I mean? We can do some injection therapy to help. So it doesn't reoccur later on. Um, but again, wait two to four weeks yeah. before, you know what I mean, to see if it doesn't just go away by itself. Because sometimes it's an itis, yep. you know what I mean, as opposed to an actual tear. Yeah. And if it's an itis, like, uh, itis is, means inflammation. Yeah, yeah. Appendicitis. Right, right, inflammation. right. Tendinitis. Stuff Tendinitis, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if it's just an itis, it may go away, can, away in two to four weeks. Okay. If it doesn't, and the older we get, the shorter the time period I recommend. But, yep. you know. Because a 20-year-old's going to heal longer than a 50-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, whenever I'm thinking about, like, the process that you talked about, getting people through the door, um, you know, getting them, you know, doing the initial analysis, doing the first, you know, first uh, line of blood work, and then saying, okay, let's get your hormones right. Now we can start working on some PRP treatments or, you know, take it from there. Um, What about, you know, um, police and veterans that have been, like, guys that have been uh, breaching charges and little shots to the head constantly? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you find them to have a lot of issues with their hormones, and that's really the start of their biggest problems? Their cortisol is so jacked up Mm. that that's not a medical term. (laughs) (laughs) That, That you have to address their cortisol right out of the gate. Yeah. And cortisol is a culprit of a lot of uh, uh, inflammation. Yep. And so you have to address that. Uh, cortisol steals from testosterone. It has the same mother hormone. Mm. Um, so with your cortisol being off, it can steal from your testosterone. And those guys are, they're stuck in fight or flight, especially yeah. like police officers or active military. They're stuck in fight or flight. When they're on, when they're working, Yeah. they have to always be ready for someone who's trying to shoot them. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like who has to live with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what you, I mean? You never, you never see a cop on your best day. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, that's another thing. Like, you know, it's like uh, where I, I do think like police officers, they get a little jaded because they see people a lot, most yep. of the time at their worst. Yep. Like you said, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. so they, they see you at your worst all the time. They yeah. don't show up whenever you just, you know, got your bonus. Right. <laughs> They're like, hey, good job on your yeah, bonus. And yeah. you're like, well, thanks. You know what I mean? They yeah. show up whenever you just found out X, Y, Z happened and this, 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 and the circumstances not good yeah yeah and, and you know we i'm sure you do as well we train with a lot of police officers oh, yeah. they do a lot of jujitsu and just some of the interactions that they talk about with people they're never they're never very specific right gosh man i don't know that i would have the patience to do that job because i talked to a couple guys that you know they they interact with the same people all right. the time doing the same stuff and how frustrating it's like having a kid that does the same stuff over and over yeah. and over again i'm like man how many times do i have to tell you right. <laughs> right but you still have to be cool about it i mean you yeah. still have to be professional but that's got to be tough but yeah i always think about that like um people underestimate like how easy it is to get a concussion like it doesn't oh, take yeah. much no right yeah so- and most of us have had one mm-hmm. we got our bell rung right bell rung is one yeah 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 i mean um, jumping off of something, you know, just that jarring motion can, you know, can yep. give you a concussion. For me, it was the, the last one I got where I felt actually nauseous was I actually, um, 
I got rolled into someone and I landed right on their uh -huh. knee, the back of my head, right on their oh, knee. Yeah. And I was just like, I was loopy. I knew I was concussed, but I mean, what do you, you get? You got to take some time off and, you know, right. try to try to work through it. And just when you think you're healed, you get a headache and you're yep. like, Oh, not quite done yet. So yep. yeah, that's, that's tough. It'll slow down your brain fog, all yeah. those type of things. Yeah. So, um, so, and, and, and talking about that, getting the hormones, right. I'm sure that'll help. But uh, I mean, you can't turn back the clock on the CTE stuff. That just that's a, that's a thing. Right. But how does stem how would stem cells help those guys that have been through traumatic brain injuries? Does that help them at all? So yes, um, I'm. So the FDA doesn't like us to talk about okay. <laughs> certain okay. stuff. Okay, okay. If you can't talk about, it, I get it. We we are allowed to do IV stem cell. We're allowed to do stem cell that goes into a joint, goes into you know you know muscle tissue and stuff like that. Uh, that stem cell, remember I told about like uh, June 2021, mm. there was a lot of laws that were changed. Pretty much any stem cell product, well, every stem cell product that's out is supposed to have, be at some level uh, in the FDA process. Okay. So it has, a, and I forget the name of the number, but it has a, it's not IND or something like, maybe it is IND, but they have, they're at some level in the mm. FDA right now, or, or they got knocked off the market. So okay. that, that was the good thing because it increased the quality of the product. Okay, that's uh, cool. The bad thing is that it increased price because uh, supply and demand. Yeah. So like literally when you knock out 90% of the companies out there, now they're like, oh, well, we can charge more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh. And where do these stem cells come from? So where I get mine from, I like to source from, there's a company, uh, what's their name? But what they basically, do, they were already in the business of, cord banking you know a lot okay. of women whenever they yep. have babies they're like hey do you want to keep the cord and that way if you ever need uh stem cell uh for like some type of cancer mm -hmm. later on mm -hmm. you would have it mm -hmm. so i like to deal with those companies because they've been in the business for a lot of years yeah and also they've been on they've you know done their due diligence they've gone on their investigation and all yep. those type of things where they're legit yeah and um so the stem cells in particular they have to be uh, a live cesarean birth. Okay. And then of course that's to go through a bunch of testing and stuff like yeah. that too. Yeah. So what's the difference between the injectable into the exact point of, of injury versus the IV? Uh, what, what is it? What's so the difference? The IV has to be smaller molecular, mm -hmm. but they're still governed by that rule of minimally manipulated. Gotcha. So it's, it's actually IV, the stem cell that you can use for IV is actually, uh, more expensive because of that. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the exact processing. I, I would say reach out to a rep. Sure. Um, I've seen some interesting things with that. Uh, I don't want to make any claims on anything. <laughs> right? Um, and I do have like uh, I've I've seen people who are pretty sick with brain injuries and stuff like that actually uh, get results. Wow. And then I had one patient that uh, she really didn't have anything going on. And I was kind of like, you don't have anything going on. Mm -hmm. She wanted to do it. Yeah. She went to a thing out of the country where she saw a whole pitch on it and everything. Yeah. And she uh, was like, oh, I know someone who does that. And yeah. she comes back to me like, hey, <laughs> hey, can I do this? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. But again, I was like, you don't have anything going on. But she also, she gets evaluated every year. She goes to like this reset place where okay. they do like uh, full lab work, they do EKG, they do an echocardiogram on her, they, do, they 
they also looked at her liver, her gallbladder, everything. Okay. Um, and when she went this past year, the owner of the facility came in and said, what did you do this past year? And she's like, oh, well, I think I did some meditation or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And initially didn't tell them mm-hmm. that she did stem cell. Yeah. And later on came back and then did tell them because I was like, uh, did you tell me you did stem cell? She's like, oh, I didn't think about that. So, but the reason why the owner came in there to ask was because she had been going to this place for like 15 plus years. Yeah. And the owner said, if I didn't know who you were and who was in front of me, your lab work, your imaging, everything looks like that of someone in their 20s. Wow. And she's in her 60s. Wow. And she said, and I've been, and I have over the past years, I have where you've been consistent. And all of a sudden this year, everything changed. Wow. So this like corrected her cholesterol. But here's the thing. She didn't feel different. Right. And that's what, like when she was doing it, I'm just like, I don't know if you're going to feel different. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it to be cool. Yeah. (laughs) But then then now she actually had measurable data where she was like, huh, well, I guess that did something. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. That is awesome. Yeah. So, and that was after one round of the IV? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So... What is the difference between the stem cells that we do here in the States and the stuff that's being done like in South America and out of the country? So the biggest thing that they can do there is they can do, and I I might be using the correct, incorrect term, is they can do like an expansion. So they can draw, they can take your stem cell and then basically grow it. Oh, wow. Right. So they'll like grow it in a petri dish and then give it back to you. You can't do that in the United States. How, how long does that take? Is it like you go there for one treatment, then you come back, and, or I'm sorry, you know, go back to your harvest and then come back? They do it relatively fast. I don't know the exact time. Yeah. Time period. The the, and this is a plug to them. I I, I was able to. St- they actually opened up a, a place here at SCNM, but mm. uh, the Neil Riordan, um, pain center or something. It has. I forget the full name. Yeah. But Neil Riordan, they have a, a center in Panama. Okay. So that's where you can fly down. I know someone who flied down there, and their treatment cost was um, like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. Twenty-five to thirty k. Yeah. yeah. And but that doesn't include flight, right. hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so like, it's not a five-star resort. You're going there to get treatment. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I was kind of like, wow, I can do that a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like. Yeah. And, but, but that being said, there's people in California who are doing IV stem cell at like 50 K. Wow. Okay. Which again, I was like, I asked my rep, I'm like, am I, am I too underpriced? <laughs> and he actually said, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, wow. you're, you're, you're at the low end. And I was no like, kidding. okay. It's like, well, I know it's, it is expensive. It's yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. Um, but at, at, at certain point when someone's charging 50 K for it, I'm just like, they're overcharging. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean? like yeah. that's, well, that's you know, the way I see it, it's whatever the market will bear, right? right. If, they, if they're in a place in California where people are, you know, millionaires and billionaires, okay, 50K. Yeah. It's like, you know, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we're in Mesa, Arizona, folks. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a little different. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive, but it's not like, like I said, it's not nowhere near that, which well, is. Here's how I look at it, okay? Think about breast augmentation. Yeah. Right. That's not cheap. Right. right. And, you know, things like that. If you can justify that and you're looking at something that could get you the blood work of a 20 year old when you're in your 60s, dude, sign me up. It, will it turn my hair black? 
because I'll do it today. I, I don't we know. We'll go into the next room. <laughs> There's no supporting evidence that would say that it would. I would be in. I would be so in. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm, I've always been like really fascinated with this stuff because um, the, the, my first exposure to PRP was my knee surgery. And then I was like, well, you know, I, I, my first knee surgery too, so I never really, I, did, I don't know if it worked quickly or slowly, but then when I started working with you, I'm like, there is really something to this. Yeah. My neck feels better. My shoulder feels better. I can't wait until we go after my knees. <laughs> Just let me know. Well, yeah. you, and you want to know something, talking about costs, whether injection, PRP, or everything, yeah. a lot of people don't have an issue dropping like twenty dollars to $60,000 to mm. redo their kitchen Yep. in a house that they might live in for three to five years. Yeah. But then yeah. you say like, hey, uh, you want to drop couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars, depending if it's stem cell, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, it's kind of expensive. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is a house you're going to live in for the rest of your life. 100%, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And like I tell people, my goal in life is to be a pain in the ass to my great grandkids. So whatever I've got to do to do that, that's what right. I'm going to do. Um, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit we, uh, on the uh, hormone treatment because, um, you know, researching testosterone replacement therapy, um, you know, people that have been on it for, for some time, um, they, they, they I, I don't know enough to like really dig into the research, but they talk about heart issues, things that can happen with your heart. Can you expand on that? Do you know what can, what the, what the so side effects you're, are? Actually, here's the thing. When your hormones are low, you're a cardiac risk. Mm. So having a low testosterone, a low estrogen, mm. you're actually a cardiac risk. Wow. Now here's the thing, having your testosterone at 1500, you're a cardiac risk. Right. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it's, you're playing with, and, and a lot of people ask me like, hey, what's the number? I'm yeah. like, I don't establish the number. It's individual. You, you establish a number. I have yeah. some people, and, and we're talking primarily guys when I'm talking about this number. Yep. Yep. You know, they're roughly, the, the level is roughly 250 to 1,000 mm. is the normal yep. range, okay? And that's total testosterone. I also look at free testosterone. Free testosterone is what you have available for use which is not bound up by sex hormone binding globulin. Mm -hmm. Total testosterone is just industry standard number. Yep. I've seen a guy with a 900 testosterone in a five total, uh, I'm sorry, a 900 total in a five free. How does that happen? Usually it gets bind up by sex hormone binding globulin. There could be a couple reasons why. It can be some type of exposure in their past. They could be uh, uh, a guy like in college playing football and they're, oh, yeah. they're like, you need to get on the juice. <clears throat> And gotcha. when you're younger, yeah. you were using steroids. Yeah. Well, your body's like, wait, this is way too much. So you're, it's one of your body's defense mechanisms Got it. of uh, having too high of a testosterone. Yeah. Is it binds it up with sex hormone binding globulin and it makes it inactive. Yeah. You still have total testosterone floating around, but it's it's bound up. It's not usable. Wow. Um, so that's one of the mechanisms. And if someone's been on testosterone therapy for a long time and they're running and they've been running really, really, really high, yeah. the body will do that. It's no the kidding. body, the body's always adjusting. Yeah. That's why like, you know, people are like, oh, can I wait a year? And I'm like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Number one, legally we have to check every six months yeah. uh, because it's a controlled substance. Yeah. But also uh, your body change. You know what I mean? COVID hit. Mm -hmm. stress yeah everybody changed everybody yeah you know what i mean maybe you got COVID. you know what i mean like there's changes so there's always whenever you feel a change it's like hey maybe we need to tweak this a little yeah. bit sometimes it's more sometimes it's less sometimes it's supplementation to mm -hmm. augment what you have yeah because like i said when you have a 900 testosterone in a five the answer isn't necessarily dump testosterone in it yeah. into it you know what i mean yeah. the answer is to free up that existing testosterone and, and how do you free that up 
So there's a couple of different ways. The easiest and simple way is the use of boron. Boron, okay. boron binds to sex hormone binding globulin. And actually, that's why you'll see a lot of male supplements. Yeah. You'll see boron, boron. in them. Gotcha. Because okay. it, it frees up uh, testosterone. And is that like over-the-counter type stuff? Yeah. You get that? Okay. It's literally on the elemental chart. Oh, no Boron, kidding. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's right super on. simple, and it's not very expensive. Okay. Like, the, the ones that we sell here is like $11 a bottle. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Like 60 capsules. Nice. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's so it's just like a daily. Yeah. 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 It's nice. not expensive. Okay. And in, in, in a lot of good men's type stuff, they put boron in it. Too. Okay. And and how does the free testosterone compare? Okay. So you got the 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 regular. I'm total. gonna call it regular total testosterone and free testosterone. Now bringing the free testosterone up. What does that do for you as as like as as a man? Does that like help you recover better? Does it help you sleep better? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all really, that? Yeah. <laughs> recover sleep. Um, when one of the things that we've done in the past actually is like I had a uh, we had a patient who came through here who tore their quadricep mm. like completely retracted. They didn't want to have surgery uh, because of they had family issues where someone went to surgery and they died. Mm. So they're like, I don't want to go to surgery. Oh boy. So we did an injection where we did mesenchymal stem cells and some PRP and we did it under ultrasound and we tracked the quad and also we put topical testosterone on it. Yeah. Because it helps heal. Yeah. And local test topical testosterone. Yep. It reattached. How? You know what? <laughs> How? I we mean, need to write a paper. It, yeah. it literally reattached. And we have it documented through ultrasound. Wow. So we have it documented showing that it's like way up here and it came all the way back down. Stem cell, testosterone, and it reattached. PRP. And PRP. Yeah, stem cell. PRP wow, and testosterone wow. so, yeah. reattached. That's kind of throwing I, the whole kitchen sink at it. Yeah, though, I was right? like, yeah. yes, we did. Yeah. We were like, because he didn't want to have surgery. And yeah. we're like, well, we recommend surgery. Yeah. It's what's going to reattach it. The risk is, is it retracts and never. Mm. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. And we're like, all right. Yeah. There's no, you know, like I say, like you're saying how there's no science to prove that that would have worked. Right. Just like my knee. There's no science to prove that that would have worked. No. Now we've written a paper. We haven't tried to publish it yet. And we want to write a paper about him too. And yeah. we have a couple other things like that too, where literally we've had people and a lot of people, once they feel good, it's like saying, Hey, go get an MRI. And you're like, why? why? <laughs> <See>? <laughs> you're like, I feel good. I feel great, man. You know I'm what I mean? Like, yeah. but, but it, how awesome is it for me scientifically yeah. to have the before and after? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but Nobody goes and gets an after because it's like, well, that's extra time, extra money. Yeah. And I feel good. Yeah. And insurance won't pay for you to get an MRI because you feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you're like, I just want to see, I just want to see where it's at. Right. And they'd be like, denied. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if you pay for I mean. Uh, you can pay for yeah. it. And they're not as, act, MRIs are not as expensive as what you think. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to get into the whole cash price and stuff yeah. like that, but they're not, if you pay cash or. They're not as they're yeah. not in the thousands of dollars. They're in the low hundreds. Low hundreds, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think there's there's something to be worked out when uh, you walk in with cash in hand and just want to get an image, yeah. right? So that's kind of cool. Um, so listen, we've been going for a little over an hour. Oh, and wow. uh, is there anything else you want to cover that we haven't covered yet that you want to talk about about your clinic? Um. Well, you know what? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What about uh, do you do chiropractic care here? 
Do you do so we're like licensed that? in the state of Arizona to do care, chiropractic care. Okay. I do not. Okay. Because one, I, I like to be niched. Yep. And two, I like to work with people who specialize. So yeah. I, re I refer out for chiropractic okay. care. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a sev there's some several really good guys out there. Yeah. Um, and I liked I like to. I like chiropractic chiropractors who understand because I see a lot of guys that do yep. jujitsu. Yep. Guys and girls. Um, when I refer out, I like to refer to someone who does jujitsu yep. or who understands the movements that we're putting our bodies in. Yeah. Uh, that I think is very important because if you go to a chiropractor and they've never done jujitsu mm. and you're like, oh, I got caught in an omoplata or you know what I mean, like, the, and they're just gonna look at you like, like why <laughs> yeah well and they don't even know what it is yeah yeah you know what yeah. i mean like they don't they don't know yep you know what happened absolutely so they're kind of like all right well i'm gonna crack your back yeah you know I mean? <laughs> and you're thinking like well it's actually you know yeah so that's why i i and and if if there's someone who's straight sports you know what i mean like i like to deal with a chiropractor who at least played some college sports yep. or something like yep. that because they're going to have a higher level of understanding yeah of the range of motion of the baseball player, you know, the yep. pitcher and yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I just think it's a it's better to match those people together because they understand. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I actually go to a chiropractor that uh, he is a jujitsu guy. He was one of my teammates. Blue belt. He's an animal. And um, now he's like a, he's done powerlifting. He's doing powerlifting so he can crack you good. I mean, he's a gorilla. You know what I mean? Like right. wherever he's going to crack you. But normally for me, it's my hips that are, that always get really tight. Right. And he, he works my hips and that, man, it's perfect. Yeah. And, and that's why I say like, I would actually recommend working with someone like that yeah. because of that. He understands you, you're going to be like, Hey, I got caught in this and this. And he's like, Oh, and yep. you're like, you're like, <laughs> Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. You know, versus you going in and having a 30 minute conversation and then yeah. they still don't get yep. what you did. Well, that same shoulder that you worked on, um, he worked on it for a couple of months. I mean, you know, I'd go to, I'd go see him for a few months and he was the one that told me, Hey, maybe you should go see somebody about, you know, getting some, get some injections. And, um, he, the first time he worked on it, he had like some weird position and he's like, Hey, how long has your shoulder been out? I'm like, I don't know, three years, <laughs> you know, it's been hurting that long, but yeah, he, he pops it into place and then, you know, and then, and then he gives me exercises to do to right. strengthen the muscles around that because he's a jujitsu guy and he understands right. what we do. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, that's cool. Yeah. It's, um, it's key to align yourself with those people that understand the mechanism of our injuries. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so this is my first on location podcast. I've oh. never done this before. I brought the whole yeah. thing with me and uh, I think it went really well. You have a beautiful facility here. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on the reopening, right? Cause you, yep. you were in a different spot before. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, is, is, uh, you, I think you were sharing the, the last spot, yeah, right? You guys sharing. were split. Yeah. So now, I mean, if you guys got to come see, uh, restore health AZ in, in Mesa and, um, get your, get yourself, get your blood work done. Uh, get yourself uh, fit and, and ready to go. And yeah. it doesn't matter what age, right? I mean, nope. just, just get in here and, and nope. see Dr. Neil. Neil, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you, sir. And normally, I do a lightning round of questions, but that's the one thing I left oh. at the house. So we'll have oh, to do it okay. next time. Okay. All right, brother. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks. Yes.